Jackson. Hey, Zach. Hi. Um, I never thought I'd actually tear up at a James Bond film. You didn't? No. You've never seen Honor Majesty's Secret Service? No, they just never did it for me. You've never seen Moonraker? (laughs) Well, that... You're like, oh, this is... (laughs) So bad, I've wasted so much time watching this. First time I watched Moonraker, I was like eight, or no, like nine or ten. So I was like, this is cool, there's lasers in space. It is cool. I actually think Moonraker is really sweet, because I like that Jaws gets a girlfriend with braces. Yeah, see? There's love, there's a, there's a, what is it? He smiles at her, and he has this crazy Jaws teeth, and then she smiles, and she has braces, and he's like, oh man. Wow, I met my match. Don't mind me, I've eaten a few people, but like, we're fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but we just got out of um, No Time to Die. No Time to Die. No Time to Die. Last Daniel Craig film. Uh, this podcast will have spoilers. I mean, I, I would say full spoilers. Yeah, full time. spoilers. So go watch that one, though. It's yeah. fun. He goes out with a real bang. <laughs> we could say no spoilers. Or full spoilers. Uh, so, yeah. What did you think? Here we are. No Time to are. Die. Uh, I really liked it. Yeah, me too. I thought it was good. I did not think it was like transcendent the way that Casino Royale or Skyfall mm-hmm. are, in my opinion. Um, but I thought it was very solid. It was a very classical Bond mm-hmm. um, that I really appreciated. Like I've been waiting for Daniel Craig to just do a Bond movie that was like a full blown Bond movie, and we yeah. had like the gun barrel sequence at the beginning. Yep. The music was fucking great. The music was amazing. Um. I always love, like, you go into a Bond movie, right, and you're like, well, these are the elements that we have to work with. Mm-hmm. They're either going to be implemented intelligently or they're going to be subverted yep. to come out with a good one. And I thought this movie was an excellent mix of both. Yes. Like, there were moments where you're like, okay, well, this is where he would just fuck this girl he just met. But instead, she's just, like, not interested. Yeah. And I like that. Uh, <laughs> Me too. No, it was, uh, they gave us a little bit of a curveball in certain situations. Um, they also didn't hide the fact that he's actually old. Right. And they, like, leaned well, into been, that. They've been playing that note since the third one. Yeah. <laughs> this one he actually looked at, though. Daniel Craig does look like a, uh, finally, a it, very well-aged sack of potatoes. <laughs> exactly. So this one he actually looked at. Yeah. He's in third, shape, though. Yeah, the third He's still one, looking good. Yeah, when they are playing like in the third one that he's old, I was like, eh, he's kind of old. Yeah. But this one, I was like, yeah, no, he actually Because what, he was like 30? Yeah. Or maybe he was at 40 in the first one? Not in, not in, in Casino Royale? In Casino Royale? He was like in his 30s, I think. He, like, he was in his later 30s, I think. Yeah. Okay. But. And it's been 15 years. Yeah. It's been a long time. So, yeah, this one actually, you can tell the age. Uh, but yeah, no, this one was fun. The fact yeah. that. Doesn't stop him from wearing some tiny little shorts. Nah, and a tiny little you. t-shirt and you see his you, little man. tummy. Yeah, hey. <laughs> I was Daniel Craig, I'd do it too. <laughs> why is he dressed like this? Who cares? Pull it off. <laughs> he has a confidence too, that's why. He constantly hides on very like lovely uh island yeah. areas. Man, yeah, that house that he starts out is out at is uh, something else. The five years later when he's like on the he's fishing. Yeah, he's living on that crazy island, he's got this... I wanna live on that crazy island. Yeah. I was like dude, he has natural little like shower that apparently is just like waterfall he controls. Pretty cool. Nope. I want yeah. to shower. He's got an indoor ball. outdoor house. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> the dream. Just yep, go in from one area to the next. My bedroom's over there. We got to cross this fucking bridge. Mm-hmm. And in my living room, it's pretty rad. It was cool, very cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, there was a lot of elements that we talked about, like that they changed little curveballs. Like he meets the one agent um, in like South America. Yeah. Uh, or no, Cuba. Ana yeah. de Armas. Yep, yep. Meets, she was awesome. She was great, but like yeah. he meets her and he like goes to his usual charm. She was like, uh, no. She's like, oh no 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 no. She's like, I'm not here for this. I like that, but at the same time, there are also just like James Bond elements sprinkled in, like exquisitely. Like yeah. this movie ends on a bad guy's island. 
Yeah. <laughs> which is always great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the biggest curveball they gave us, which is the one that everybody was... I'm no racist, but uh, 007 is taken... They moved on. The, the, the call sign has moved on to a woman. You think that was the biggest curveball? For the general, like, I've been watching James Bond since I've been a youth. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, for me, it was the kid. Yeah, that was the surprise curveball. Because I didn't know that was coming at all. No, exactly. The The announced curveball heading into this was 007 yeah. is a woman. And, like, that was, everybody's like, oh, my God, they're replacing, and it's, because people can't see, like, you know. Right. It's, like, fucking thin walls. <laughs> um, to see that's actually a very fun plot twist to kind of, like, you know, the fact yeah. that it was, the 007 moved on. Like, they moved on from him. Like, he's not this, like immortal like you know supports the entire system on his back it can move on from him yeah and like that was fun yeah well and that's kind of what the movie was about because again he has like a child and Which, it's all about like legacy there's that whole thing with the uh with saffron talking about how your skills die with your body and exactly i'm making a horrible thing that'll last forever <laughs> His yeah, his the villain was okay i thought he was fine the villain was, it was fine. Freddie mercury of queen exactly of queen of fame <laughs> Um, Alive and not very well. But uh, it was fine. It was no, right. it, it, the villain was fine. He was just um, he he was kind of like an afterthought almost. Yeah, as somebody who like literally comes in and takes out like the entire previous villain. It did. It did make Spectre seem like even more of a fucking joke. Yeah, he literally <laughs> took him out in one party. Uh, that was like Spectre. For me, was like definitely the low point of craig bond even mm -hmm. lower than uh, quantum of solace which was not good either yeah um but it was all because of that like weird gymnastics they did where they're like it was blowfeld all along he's been <laughs> manipulating things behind the scenes since the very beginning to like get a james bond and it's just like this feels like too much for, yeah for not very much payoff <laughs> <laughs> they agree and then we get to this movie, and they're like, "Well, anyway, all those people are dead." <laughs> Moving on, they kind of it was it was very much felt like they were just yeah exactly that. Just, yeah, we're gonna erase the mistakes and yeah by killing them all in five minutes. What's up with these dogs? Well, sometimes they get into each other's grills and they gotta fight it out. Jeez, I'm just making a note to edit that out. <laughs> no, leave it. Leave it. Keep it in. Double it. <laughs> That's the intro. Scene, yeah. <laughs> uh, Shit, so where were we? Okay, yeah, yeah. So, Spectre gets killed at a party. The entire organization. Yeah, all of Spectre. Gone. Gets double-crossed by a very funny Russian scientist who keeps popping up in the movie. How did you feel about him? I thought he was funny. He, he was, was fine. fine. Yeah. Yeah. It was you know what he reminded me of? There was a lot of, like, little moments in this movie that reminded me a lot of Goldeneye. Yeah, I can um, see that. And he reminded me of, like, an aged uh, Bur Boris. Boris. Not as, uh, not as perverted. Yeah, he's not quite Alan Cumming, but he's up there. <laughs> Boris is a tough character to watch now. I am invincible. <laughs> he's very like I didn't realize as a kid when I first like watched that movie, like how truly kind of, How like, horny he is. Horny yeah. and sexist at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't have a problem with those traits and characters like him in movies because he's, because he's the bad guy. Yeah. So the movie's telling you he's wrong. Yeah. So I'm fine with that. Yeah. You can make him homophobic, you can make him sexist, you can make him racist. Like, I don't care. Like, he's bad. He's a bad guy. <laughs> exactly. He was just like, it was funny because he's like one of the most iconic little like bad guys. Like, everybody loves him. Yeah. He's like pretty popular. Uh, but anyways, yeah. So go to Cuba and that's where James Bond gets his first double cross. Yeah. On his end. Well, he gets, so the... 
plot or the like bat the weapon that Bond is out to stop in this movie is a targeted uh, nanobot virus yep. that can be programmed with DNA, so it only kills a specific person. Exactly. <clears throat> the trap he walks into was supposed to be targeted to him, but then it gets switched out and targeted to all the Spectre agents. Do we ever really find out why Saffron is trying to destroy Spectre? It's just because Mr. White killed his family? I think so. Okay. So basically just because of that, he's just going to take them down. Yeah. And then I guess it also kind of did show like how easily like these like shady behind-the-scene organizations can just take each other out. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that he would gather everybody in his like crazy multi- uh, national network into one place so that they would all be so easy to kill. Yeah, they're all in one group, and yeah, it just kind of eliminate the it's whole kind of, like kind of simple. There's like one or two moments in the movie where like like when he's at sea and that boat comes up and it's just like anyway he's back. Like, yeah, oh, oh, yeah, okay. All right, yeah, a couple things. Just like, <laughs> we're just going to do this like small little reach, and you're going to be okay with it. Yeah, I didn't really care. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I am okay with it. I liked his Corvette too. Yeah, his uh, the cars they gave him was. Yeah, we that had the classic fun. Aston Martin yep. with the smoke screens yep. and the caltrops and the machine guns behind the headlights. Yep. You love to see it. Yep, always love to see it. Classic Bond stuff. But that, yeah, that's what it was so good because they incorporated all those things, the new things and the classic Bond things so well that it was just neat. It was nice. Yeah, no, it felt like it was finally like a good uh, send up for Bond and yeah. I feel feel like there's a reason Daniel Craig came back and was actually like optimistic. Yeah. Cuz he talked about how like painful. Yeah, coming out of the last one he was like fuck this, I'm not doing this again. Yeah, his exact quote was I'd much rather chew glass than play James Bond again. <laughs> that was the exact quote. And I was so like, poor Dan. Yeah, I mean now he's like coming out of this one he's like very optimistic and like he has every right to be. It's, yeah. it's Well, it's it might be the best final note of any Bond actor. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Because like if you well, if you look back, like Pierce Brosnan, his, his last one might have been his worst one. His his send off was messy. Die Another Day was bad, bad yeah. movie. That was that was obviously like production companies getting in the way and like interfering because you could tell that was like not. It sucked. It was a piece of shit. Yeah, and um, that's not how his Bond deserved to go out. Timothy Dalton's was his was also licensed to kill. His was like a no. He did two. Yeah, he did two. Um, and that one is not terrible. I don't think either of his are terrible, but he's kind of looked at as this forgotten Bond. Yeah, I, I feel like Daniel Craig's the only one to actually have an ending. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's the only one that has, like, this story mm-hmm. that they sort of constructed between all of his movies as opposed yeah. to just, like, it's another Bond episode. Exactly. Um, Roger Moore's was probably his worst one. Yeah. Well, that was the one with... That's uh, View to a Kill. Christopher Walken. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that one's rough. That's a crazy... That's that like is, that 60, might be the worst Bond movie. It's like six-year-old Roger Moore running up and down these stairs, and you're like, man. It's pretty bad. <laughs> um and then Connery is a tricky one because he had a few last outings. Yeah, he had a couple like. But yeah, no Bond has gone out on like a high note. Yeah, and the <laughs> and it was just there were so many things they did with the ending of this movie that was actually like, just perfect. Mm-hmm. It was the fact that, yep, the bad guy did get the last laugh. Yeah, and he knew it. Yeah, and I love the way he kills him. He just kills him like just kind of not yeah. even like passionate. He's just, just fucking fuck done you. with him. And then just walked away. Yeah, um, because he knew he was right. Like he's like. Yeah. He can't. He can now. He basically poisoned with the DNA of his of um. I forgot her name. Yeah, Ma- Madeline. Madeline. Madeline Swan. And then the doing beautiful so. and very talented Leah Seydoux. Yep. Stan. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. Um, but Dyna- doing, dynamite Bond girls in this movie. <laughs> the Bond girls were great because and we talked. We briefly talked about his 007 replacement. Yeah. 
And at one point, it was never, like, leaned on comedic, oh, he's obviously going to show her the ropes. You know what I actually liked about um, their dynamic was she kept needling him about being insecure that, like, a black woman was taking over for him. Yep. But, like, he never once no. is he really. You can tell she's more sensitive about it than he is. Yeah. And I like that, like, dynamic where she's like, I've been really pisses you off huh she like wants him to be worse than he is she, he like every, to be everybody is like kind of pushing a bond to like be a piece of shit but he's just like no i'm you know it's fine it's cool like, <laughs> he calls her a couple times and, and he it, calls her double seven it was very sweet yeah and it's um i think it, it probably ties into the fact that as much as she like wants to beat over the head that he's just a replaceable thing yeah it probably was weird to everybody in that like organization when she did take over and was like oh, my six yeah my six yeah you are 007, <laughs> though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, so, let's let's talk about this. We we said full spoilers. And we spoiled a lot We're, already. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, we've ruined the entire movie. <laughs> so, the, in the third act, James Bond is poisoned with this sort of like indestructible virus yeah. that is programmed with his lover and her child's DNA. So he can't see them again. Can't touch them. So he makes the choice to stay on this island that's about to get blown up and just go out. Yep. They actually kill James Bond at the end of a James Bond movie. They kill James Bond. Um, which is very, like, it's very nice. And it is uh, brave to a degree. But we knew, you know, they're just going to cast another James Bond and they're going to reboot it. They're going to keep making Bond movies. So it's, you know. Well, yeah. It's Bond movies never die. But the question, because I really wanted them to keep, like, Ray Fiennes... Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the supporting cast, like I like Q, I like Money Penny. Mm-hmm. But do you think they will now? If they just like, yeah, you think so? I think they're going to. If they had a very like this was this specific Bond's world and he is dead. I th- I think it's going to be the same thing they did with kind of the Pierce Brosnan and two Daniel Craig. Like some characters did stay. Yeah. Um. Obviously, very famously, M. Judy yeah. Dench. Uh, I always thought that was very interesting. Yeah. That they kept her as M. It was just kind of like I yeah and I think I think that the cast they have is really good yeah. and like Q's young, like Q's young, Q's uh, young like he could be there for a Ray while. Ray Fiennes can be M forever. Yeah, Ray Fiennes also young. Like and to me, it just kind of it wouldn't be a terrible thing to keep them and just no, kind of do like so. a mini great. little reboot with the character. Yeah. Um, it it will be interesting to see. I think finally killing this James Bond does open up for them to do something drastic. You can just do whatever you want. Exactly. And exactly, do whatever you want. Like you can full on if this is the time for an African American Bond, then it's the perfect time. Yeah. Because it's almost like we washed away what we knew James Bond was with this death. We Uh finally get like a clean slate going in. There's no expectations. There's always been expectations with the Bond casting. Mm -hmm. Because we've never seen a full on like end. Right. It's so it feels kind of nice. I'm excited. It yeah. feels like they finally like washed it all away. Yeah, it is kind of exciting to think about what they could do. Yeah. The only opi- the only hard opinion I have is I don't want um what's his name? Henry Cavill. <laughs> oh Jesus, no. Cuz there's so much heat behind Henry Cavill's Bond no. right now. To me it's like way too on the nose. Like he looks yeah. like somebody drew a cartoon James Bond. Exactly. And, and it's like don't do this. No, and that's why he's even said he'd much rather be a Bond villain, which I love. Because exactly it. He looks so generic Bond that, like, make him the villain. Like, he would... If they were to, like... I hope they don't do this. But let's just say they were to do, like, a reboot of, like, Goldeneye. He's the perfect 006. 006. He's literally perfect. They've done that so many times. Exactly. They won't. But I'm just saying, like, he's he's perfect for that kind of, like... Because that's, like, what Skyfall was, too. Yeah. 
Exactly. And so it's like he would be fun for that. Yeah. And, um, no, I agree. But I don't know. We're going to see what this does. I, I think... I think they're going to sit very quietly for a while. I don't think we're going to hear a lot of Bond stuff. They've already said 2022 yeah, they're going to look it. to cast. Mm-hmm. But, but that's th- three months away. That's true. So. <laughs> but looking to cast is entirely different than, like, yeah. you know. I'm sure there's a list and they'll exactly parse it out. I'm still not opposed to Tom Hardy either. I think that would be fun. Tom Hardy would be fun. Yeah. Um, but, it, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see where they take... Because, like, the thing with Daniel Craig's Bond was it was, like, so grounded. It was so, yeah, like, almost realistic. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see if they maybe go the opposite direction now. Maybe they do lean into yeah. more of him being a superhero. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing about Bond, or about Casino Royale specifically in this version of Bond, is it was coming... Like, Casino Royale came out in 2006. Yeah. So not only is it the thing of, like, Batman Begins had come out, and they're like, yeah. it's about, like, gritty reboots now, but you were also in a post-Born world, where, like, that everybody was like, oh, this is the new James Bond, this is the James Bond for the 21st century. Um, and a lot of what they did with Bond is, like, a reaction to that. Yeah. So I'd be curious to see, like, what the thing is now that they're going to try to capture. It's kind of to see, like... Because... Like, Born, like, obviously started with, like, the raid, right? That whole close quarters, like, dirty, gritty fights. Mm-hmm. They just, that's fight scenes now. Like, we can't go back to old fight scenes. It looks weird. Right. Everything has to be tight cameras. Everything has to be tight choreographed. Like, yeah. Um, it's going to, they're just going to keep following the trend of what action movies are. And I would be intrigued to see if maybe they try to lean on, like, Avengers, superhero, over the top. I yeah. wouldn't be opposed to that. Like, throw it into Bond World again and just be like, no, yeah, he has... I'd like to see some crazy... Yeah. I want to see a gadgets. car that's a submarine and yeah. shit like that. Just here's his weird gadgets. His, I'm not against that. His watch is a zipline again. Like, yeah. just weird shit. Yeah. And I'd be interested to see more ser- serialized, sort of just like, this is the next... Yeah. Like... Adventure. Yeah. No, the only continued characters are the staff. And yeah, exactly. Bond. Yeah, I It doesn't really agree. matter. Um, and I don't really want to... I don't want to see them dive into like him and his like relationship with women, but I also don't want to see him like become a womanizer again. That was a weird. Yeah, time. It's, you have to walk a very fine line. Yeah, it it feels like it's naturally evolving. I feel like Daniel yeah. Craig did a really nice job at him just being flirty, mm-hmm. but that was it. Like yeah. he's just very flirty, and if they if they agree and they latch on, he's like cool. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with sex positivity. No, and I feel like the trick is to portray Bond as somebody that like a straight woman just is very attracted to yeah so there's he's like a little bit dangerous he's yeah. like obviously very good looking he's mm-hmm. very physical exactly but it's that's the hardest part about watching especially roger moore's bonds yeah well everybody he, looks like his fucking niece that too so, yeah. <laughs> honestly it looks like he's just throwing his family members around like roger moore was old when he took over yeah and i think to me he's like the least like, is, even if he is being sexually aggressive, like, he's so <laughs> avuncular. And Roger Moore just has a non-threatening aura about him. Yeah. That you're just like, oh. Oh, Roger. Oh, Uncle James. I feel like you would have been a good M. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, it, him I is... love Roger Moore. Um, he's my least favorite Bond, but it's nothing against him personally. Um, <laughs> this, his first movie is his best one. Um, yeah, I agree. Live and Let Die. Live and Let Die is the best one he did, and then just ended there. I like this by I Love Me a little bit. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's his. That's it. And then like Pierce Brosnan has like Goldeneye. I like Goldeneye. I think Tomorrow Never Dies is okay. That was the one with the TV. Mom. Yeah, the one where Steve Jobs is basically the villain. 
or Ted Turner, a mix of Steve Jobs and Ted Turner. Yeah, this is uh, a, they had the black turtleneck like yeah, Steve Jobs. Terry Hatcher's in it. Yeah, that's uh, a fun one. It's it's not bad. Michelle Yeoh is in it. Yeah, she was badass. Yeah. she was one of the first like, no, nah, I can stand my own ground. Mm-hmm. Like Bond girls. And then um, what is after that? The world is not enough. It's not very good. Denise Richards is a nuclear scientist. But Christmas comes early. Yeah. It's not terrible, but it's also not very good. Um, I'm a big fan of Timothy Dalton, especially Living Daylights. I like that movie a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, Sean Connery is unassailable, except for Never Say Never Again. Well talk about that but yeah this one was i i I felt myself at the end when he's he's having the conversation with his lover mm-hmm. his uh and she finally just kind of admits that you know she has your eyes and it's like she confirmed to him yeah what he was su- suspecting there's a little bit of a running joke uh, when he first meets the the little girl that she's just like it's not yours she's not yours yeah um so at the beginning of the movie bond is like tricked into thinking betrayed him this is the madeline swan character that he meets yes and the inspector and she's the daughter of mr white who killed vesper lind yep yeah okay. it was spawn's original <laughs> yeah boo the og the og boo yeah the one that made him retire the, the first time one that made him not trust women the That's... one that made him a womanizer the yes. one that made him not get attached yeah yeah essentially not get attached mm-hmm. um yeah and then and then it, it's kind of interesting the fact that, yeah, they, they go to... We don't know where they're going. I'm assuming Italy? They're in Italy. Italy. Because um, she died in Venice. Yes. At the, be- at the end of Casino Royale. So they go on this trip to, like, let go of their pass. And he goes to Vesper's grave at Madeline's insistence. Mm-hmm. And then a bomb goes off and all this shit starts to go down. And he's basically, like, tricked into thinking that she's betrayed him to yep. Spectre. And then he, like, sends her packing. Yep. He's like, you'll never see me again. Yeah. There's a very good action scene here. Uh, him and his fucking Aston Martin. Oh, yeah. Just awesome shit. This whole We're segment. introduced to a bad guy with a robot eye. Which is great. The other thing I want to say for Mr. Daniel Craig in this movie, I don't think he's ever been given these James Bond one-liners before. Mm-hmm. Or at least not to this degree. They lean but he fucking it. kills it. Like He oh, does yeah. a great job delivering the fucking stupid Bond <laughs> puns like he, and shit. When he kills the guy with the robot eye. Yeah. I had to show someone your watch cue. Blew his mind. <laughs> it was great. What I did love, like, how I knew I was going to like this movie, and it was from the very beginning of when that bomb goes off mm-hmm. at the gravesite. Yeah. And it just fucks him up for, yeah. like, probably three minutes in yeah. film time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's doing, he's running after people, but he's, like, not all like there. Like, he can't hear, yeah. Yeah, and, like, he gets shot at, but he's just kind of, like, delirious like, still. what the fuck, yeah. Something, like, it grazes his shoulder, and that's when he, like, realizes where he is. Yeah. But it really just kind of, like, we saw a very human... Yeah. This was like Bond's human movie. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's like kind of emblematic of uh, Craig's whole run as Bond is they've yeah. sort of like humanized Bond. Like they wanted us to understand him psychologically. I feel like they've made him more of like a three-dimensional character than oh, he yeah. has been in the past. Um, like I could I, – I, in this one I can actually feel he was tired. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. he was just like, fuck, I got to keep doing this shit. He's a very tired man. <laughs> he just stopped trying to kill me. <laughs> I'm sick and tired of it, yeah. which and is I, fair. And actually, like, believed the relationship between him and Leah Seydoux, which is, you know, difficult yeah. for a Bond movie. No, very much so. <laughs> Every like, time he's like, oh, I'm in love with this person, I'm like, shut up. The, the first scene, they're, like, actually together, and he, like, goes to extend his hand, and yeah. she just was like, fuck you. Yeah. I felt like they did a very good job of making that feel, like, tension. Yeah. And she yeah. was very much like how... She, well, she's a 
great actor. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. like and yeah, I mean so is Daniel Craig. So if yeah. you put those two together, it's like we're finally getting like solid full acting. They and, should get her in the next Knives Out Knives Out sequel. She should be Benmont Blanc's wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's the man. Knives Out Two is coming. Yeah. No, I'm very excited. Yeah, I can't. Speaking of Daniel wait. Craig. Yeah, the new Daniel Craig franchise. Yeah, I'm down with it. It's yeah. perfect. It's make gets, twenty fucking knives outs. Seriously. Yeah. Just different murder situations. Yes, just please. give it to me. Put them on a train eventually, they'll do it fine. Knives out too, murder situation. <laughs> uh yeah, the next one's cast is bonkers. It's pretty good. Um, which speaking of the cast, I forgot that Dave Batista was not in this movie. He was inspector. Yeah, because they talk about like him. Uh, he gets thrown out of a moving train. He does. But they, they <laughs> silver had a, thumbs. They silver had a, thumbs. Batista. <laughs> they had like a uh, interview with him during that fight scene where yeah. Daniel Craig accidentally like broke his nose. Yeah. And for some reason, my brain's like, "Oh, Batista's gonna be in this movie. That's always fun." And then I just forgot he wasn't. Yeah. Because I was like, at the end, I'm like, "Wait a minute, I have not seen Batista." <laughs> Everything they could do to not remind me of that last one would have been a. <laughs> That's probably what happened. Is I probably blacked it out of my mind. Yeah. So. God. Yeah, Spectre sucked. I was so excited for Spectre. It's so these like like you said. Like I will probably purchase the Daniel Craig collection when it. I think it's out soon. I'm sure. Yeah. Um. Probably in however long it takes for this movie to get out to get out of theaters. You already the, pre-ordered the Steelbook. They really yeah. Uh, but it is when I have that collection, it's literally going to be every other movie that, that is watch. how that is the very reliable sequence that they've created with this uh daniel craig bond franchise every other one is good yes casino royale is good yep quantum of solace is bad yep skyfall is good specter is bad yep and now no time to die no time to die pretty good. damn good i i was leaving the theater and i'm like the things they did with bond like puts this into like one of my top like favorite bond movies i might like if i was gonna make a list of top five favorite bonds it would probably edge in, or it would be right outside. Yeah, it's it's solid up there for me. Yeah, um, I think Goldeneye is still always. It's Goldeneye has a nostalgic sure advantage that yeah. if you're gonna go off of like good movies, I do think Casino Royale is probably the best. Casino Royale, I would put as my favorite Bond. Uh, my number two would be From Russia with Love. Ooh. Um. And you watch that one actually again? I haven't watched it since I was like a kid. Then I would probably pick. Skyfall, mm. and then I would pick Living Daylights, and then it would be yeah maybe this movie, or you only live twice. <laughs> There's just some of these I need to watch again because yeah. I I went through a huge spell with my buddies when we were like kids, but like you know yeah. it's like ten, eleven. I don't know what the fuck I'm watching. Yeah, um, inappropriate. Yeah, but yeah, I think it, me personally, it's just Golden. I have that nostalgic. And it's a good movie, too. I like Goldeneye a whole lot. Yeah, yeah it's fun. Um, I mean, Sean Bean's in it. Yeah. Like, he steals the fucking movie. Sean Bean's great. And then Pierce Brosnan was a great fucking Bond. He was a good Bond that got fucked over by a lot of producers. Yeah. and like the, He got whatever. a... He was, like, this platonic ideal of, like, a perfect James Bond. And Literally. it's a, kind of a shame that he didn't get one more, it, like, firecracker Bond movie. Like a send-off? Yeah. Or even, like, another one as good as Goldeneye. <laughs> That's true. Like, his he came out of the gate swinging. Yeah. Like, that opening scene on the dam is, like, one of the best opening scenes. Yeah. And it's just him running. Yeah. But, like, he just... You're right. He just has this appeal. It's like... It's a great vibe, yeah. Yeah. Especially that opening scene in Goldeneye. My favorite thing he did was he could go from, like, making jokes to very serious extremely fast. 
Yeah. And like that's what made his like his scene so unpredictable is he could have a cheesy one liner mm-hmm. and then like literally half a second later it looks like he's gonna rip someone's throat out. And I believe it. He really sold like every element that's cool about Bond, he really represented very well. Yeah. From like the Ian Fleming original, this guy is just a, like a cold blooded killer to yep. like kind of Roger Moore, Sean Connery, Charm. Yeah. Um yeah. Fucking Pierce Brosnan. We miss you, buddy. Hey, we're getting him. Yeah, he's going to be Dr. Fate. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm excited for. I'm excited for that. I, I just want to see him. So that's going to be great. Read a phase with comic book movies now where I'm still just like charmed whenever they're just like, oh yeah, Ant-Man's getting a movie. I'm like, Ant-Man. <laughs> that's fine. I love Ant-Man. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this would probably be top five. Uh, the Just the risks they took with this character was great to see. Yeah. Um, I really, really, really was happy to see him die at the end. Mm. Um, I was. I think they did it perfectly. You're the real Blofeld, I guess. <laughs> it was perfect. It was his him finally realizing he can't see the people he loves now the most. Yeah. He without does, killing them, which yeah. is an excellent metaphor for just Bond. James Bond as a character. Yes, it was perfect. Yeah. It it was like so on the nose, but it was tastefully done. Yeah. And it really was sealed with just the way he also killed. Yeah. I forgot his name too. Uh. Uh, Saffron. Saffron. Yeah. You know he. Um, the ending of this movie gave me real vibes of uh, Dark Knight Rises, but like more effective. Because you actually got closure. There was no like what if. That's what annoys me the most about Dark Knight Rises. Is there's like a what if, or there's like a is he alive? Is he not alive? He is alive. <laughs> but some people are like, oh, is it? You know, there's no like. Full it's on... very clear that that's Christian Bale. <laughs> we hope. I hope. I like that. I like that they gave Batman or like Bruce Wayne like a happy ending. I think that's nice. Oh yeah, no, no. It's um, just I wish they just just showed it to us. Yeah. Like him dropping out of the do whatever. Just show me how he got out of the situation. <laughs> like I don't that's my least favorite part, it's just like I've been on this journey. They told you the autopilot was repaired. That's right. <laughs> they did. How did he get out of the middle of the ocean? Fucking dark. <laughs> He's Batman. That's fair. That's like all this shit okay. <laughs> That's fair. I am nitpicking. <laughs> when that movie came out, there was all this shit about, like, oh, it's a plot hole. How did he get back to Gotham City from, like, Batman. the Middle East? It's like, he's fucking Batman. Are you kidding me? You don't you don't know how he got from one place to another? He just did things. He's Batman. That is fair. <laughs> but yeah, no, this had very much, like, I could see those. He would, And you could tell he was just done. Yeah. Like, it, well, and he'd been fatally shot as well. That too. <laughs> they definitely sealed that in with the blood dripping everywhere. Yeah. Um, but still, it was it was just a nice ending. Yeah, it was very good. Um, and it was nice, that little scene at the end with everybody in the office at uh, MI6. Yep. Doing cheers to him. Mm-hmm. Leaving a glass on the table. And then like, all right, back to work. Yep. That's how it goes. Yeah. So back to work we go, and we wait for the next Bond. Mm-hmm. We'll see who they cast. I'm going to be invested. I'm always invested. The the other big question is the filmmaker. That too. And you know what I would do, honestly? Hmm. Martin Campbell's two for two for rebooting Bond. He directed Goldeneye and he directed Casino Royale. You're not wrong. Just get him back, man. <laughs> Just, hey, we're doing another one. Just get Martin Campbell. Let's do it one more time. <laughs> Hat trick, baby. <laughs> he does know. He feels at this rate. Yes, you're correct in the fact that he almost has a finger on the pulse of what Bond needs to be. Yeah, and I'm not saying he's a like genius filmmaker. Um, he made that Green Lantern movie with Ryan Reynolds, which is yeah. But he also like he made these two great Bond movies, two great launch it launch pads for new Bonds. Yeah. He also made Mask of Zorro. 
which huh? is a fucking bop and a half. That, that movie is great. Yeah, it's a classic. It's a classic. Yeah, uh, and he's still like working. He's still a filmmaker out there getting work and shit. So get Martin Campbell back. Let's do it again. I feel like yeah. I feel like he would he would understand what Bond needs to be. Mm-hmm. I think Bond needs to ride the coattails of what Avengers did and. Let's get cheesy with it again. Let's be, it I would be super into that. That would be really fun. Like, make it just a fun spy. Yeah. Make it really crazy. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I mean, let's go Let's go harder on this. Yeah. Let's do a uh, time period piece. Take us back to the Cold War. That'd be interesting. Like, let's just full on, like, just do Ooh. that for fun. You know who I would get, then, if you were going to do that? Hmm. Is Matthew Vaughn. Okay. That'd be fun. Like, maybe it's too on the nose because you made the Kingsman movies. That, yeah. And he made X-Men First Class. Yeah. But, God, he would fucking crush that. He would. <laughs> like, that would be kind of something wild. Like, they haven't... We've modernized... And Bond's always been modernized with the times he's in, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Pierce Brosnan's biggest thing was that he was a relic of the Cold War. Yeah. It's the 90s now. Yeah, right. <laughs> and um, one of the greatest opening lines from a new character of Judy Dench taking over as, like, a... Yeah the boss of James Bond, yeah. just fucking gut check him for like five <laughs> minutes straight. <laughs> was great. Uh, that'd be interesting though. Like give us a little time period. Why not? I'd be really into that. It'd be like, really fun. Yeah. I, I think it's something they can, it gives them a lot of creative freedom. They can just create characters and create situations. We don't have to be stuck in, because what Daniel Craig's Bond did really well was the enemy is something we can't see. Yeah. It's unknown and it's always going to be that. And eventually you're going to start repeating stories very post 9-11 yeah and it's true though i mean that's Mm kind of what we all deal with now we don't really have stereotypical like wars anymore it's very much like skirmishes and they're info wars yeah and things in the scenes and (laughs) it's just different but like throw us back to the 60s that'd be cool i'd be super into that you can just have fun with it yeah but yeah that would change who we who you cast too like maybe maybe yeah you just make that part of the... Don't do like a Wild Wild West thing, though. No. Where you cast Will Smith and the whole fucking movie has to be about how he's black. Yeah, please don't do that. <laughs> if you're gonna do... If that's gonna happen, then don't do that at all. The only... Yeah, no. Just if you're gonna have a... If you're gonna have Black James Bond, don't make it like a weird thing that he has to encounter every single movie. Yeah. I don't want to see that. Like maybe every now and then you can t- you can touch on it a little bit, see how he handles the situations, but mm-hmm. like you don't need to. It's funny because Will Smith has come out like very recently as like bashing Wild Wild West, like yeah, left Wild and right. Wild West is fucking terrible. He like left and right bashes <laughs> that movie now. <laughs> like he kind of came out of nowhere recently, and just started kicking the shit out of it. Good for him. Yeah, uh, he was on a talk show with um, it was a LeBron James talk show at the shop. Oh, okay, which is actually pretty interesting. It's on HBO. LeBron James is a talk show. So, yeah, uh, it's... But he t- doesn't have any charisma. He's actually not bad. He, his, I don't know, man. His I saw buddy, Space Jam. Oh, that's fair. His manager actually like carries most of the conversations. Oh, okay. But what is interesting about the shop is they bring in athletes, they have movie stars, they have musicians, mm. they have comedians, they have... Like, Bill Hader was on an episode. Like, they bring in, like, so many different people of different lives, and then they just talk about life. Mm-hmm. And they like relate to each other on certain struggles. They compare each other's struggles. They they talk about the difference that maybe this person had breaking into the music industry compared to like Bill Hader breaking into acting. Mm. And like they just kind of talk. There's no like real guidelines to it. Anyways, but Will Smith was on there, and he was telling the story of how he turned on Matrix. Uh huh. I've heard that story. Yeah, but they talked about what that meant if he did accept. Yeah. 
the role of Neo because Val Kilmer was going to be Morpheus. And you know who turned down the role of Morpheus? Who? Sean Connery. That would been wild. That would have been very wild. Part of the reason he did League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was because he was offered The Matrix. He turned it down because he didn't understand it. He was offered Lord of the Rings, and he turned it down. Oh, my God. So he was like, I, clearly I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm the next one this. of these like crazy like special effects movies Rough. that comes to mind. <laughs> Rough. So he did League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. But um, what the guy started talking about in that was they said, oh, it's honestly a good thing you turned it down. He goes, because what the character of Morpheus being Lawrence Fishburne, being a, a black man who's just here to lead somebody. Mm. Like, he's not a stereotypical, like, the magic uh, the magic black man role, yeah. anything like that. He's just the guy who knows the shit, mm-hmm. and he's here to show you. Yeah. And they said having somebody of that be of color was, like, very big for people because it was like, yeah, he's not doing anything over the top, he's just... The guy who's in charge. When you pick, like, Lawrence Fishburne, who's got, like, one of the greatest voices of all time. That, too. Dude, like, <laughs> I couldn't see Val Kilmer offering me a red or blue pill and me buying it. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> it would have been a little weird. Like, compared to Lawrence Fishburne, the way he did I'm it. I'm not taking drugs from Val Kilmer. Thank you very <laughs> you're much. You're very sweaty have and have a ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> you're always sweaty. Pretty sure I'm going to feel things. But, yeah. Uh, it's 100% correct. Like, Lawrence Fishburne was just so... Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's wild to think that if Will Smith accepted Neo, like, it probably would have sucked. It bums me out that he's not going to be in this new Matrix movie. Yeah. I love Yahya Abdul-Mateen. Uh-huh. Um, I'm excited that he's in it, because he's becoming, like, one of my favorite actors. Um, but it kind of bums me out. I'm saying that he's not. Mm-hmm. What if they snuck him in? That's true. Maybe. Lawrence Fishburne. I mean, I, I, Matrix Watch wasn't too intense. Like, we had this f- when they saw the scene in San Francisco where they're, like, jumping from building to building. Yeah. And that was really it. Yeah. Like, there wasn't a whole lot of, like, this person's near set, this person's in San Francisco, this person's here. That's we didn't true. get a lot of that. There wasn't a lot. So, and Lauren Fish, like, Lawrence Fishburne's, besides uh, uh, being in all the um, John Wicks, yeah. he's not really doing too much. Like, he yeah, probably just not going to kind of been uh, under the radar. He did do the voice of the Silver Surfer in the sequel to the Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> no, we don't talk about that. <laughs> he's great in that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe he does a little surprise cameo in The New Matrix, is all I'm saying. I would be very excited. I would be excited. I've always too. loved Lawrence Fishburne. Me too. Ever since I was a kid and saw Boys to the uh, Boys in the Hood. <laughs> <laughs> that Replaced the fucking move. dad. <laughs> Comes out soon. December. Yeah. And we're fucking staring down the barrel of October. That's right. Because time is irrelevant. Well, right now time is very relevant because we are officially one week away from the new Batman trailer. You're not wrong. One week. You're not wrong. Today, next week. Probably right about now, next week. We'll just be watching it on a loop. Yeah. 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 I'm going to have it on my TV. Soundbar on. Very excited. Yeah. I'll probably cry. Yeah. It's been so long since we've got anything. I know. Well, actually, uh, yesterday morning, uh, the Lego site updated with all the pre-orders for the sets connected to the Batman movie. So that was very yeah. exciting. Which you I them all? Pre-order- no. The, I pre-ordered three. Okay. One of them is like a playset, like a Batcave playset. Okay. And I'm like, that's neat, but I don't need like a sprawling playset. Like I just want to build like a thing. A thing. And you like, know what I mean? Yeah, just yeah. have it. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. It's gonna be cool. Very I'm excited. Uh, but yeah, so that was it. Yeah. Long story short. Yeah. Uh, no, no time, time to, to die. die. It was great. It was. It was. Yeah. It was a great time. Great time to die. Yeah. It was a great time to die. <laughs> uh, the forest scene was really cool. I really appreciated that he pulled everybody into the forest and then just kind of slowly picked them off. Yeah. That was cool. Um, yeah, it was just a well done. 
I didn't really have any regrets. There's no slow parts to me. Like everything no, felt. It was paced really well. Useful. Um, I'm just so excited. Carrie Fukunaga got to like finally make a big movie and that it's good and that it's going to be successful. Yeah. Um, cause he's had like quite a road too. Yeah. And yeah. it helps that he got, it felt like he understood what the movie was. Yeah. Compared to when well, and it's beautiful looking. Too. Oh, that too. It looks so Holy fucking shit. good. Every shot is like just mm-hmm. lovely. <laughs> yeah. Like it, he really made like when we switch scenes, he really captured like what that scene is supposed to feel. Yeah. Like when we go to Cuba, I'm like, okay, I feel like claustrophobic. I feel sweaty. <laughs> yeah, I feel sweaty. I feel claustrophobic. I feel like you know, you're watching Daniel Craig's eyes and they're bouncing all over the place, and I'm like, I need to be looking at this fucking corners and the windows and everything too. Like, yeah. It really. Yeah, and he's on his little, like island base. I was like, man, I feel relaxed. Uh, it was yeah, it was shot really well. Yeah. He's which, a great filmmaker. I which, cannot wait to see what he does next. Exactly. And that's like half the charm of James Bond movies are extravagant, beautiful shots of like scenery. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun, like the travel log aspect of James Bond is very important. Oh yeah. <laughs> we need to make sure you feel like you're in different areas. Yeah. So yeah, it's one of my favorite Bond movies. We'll see what uh, a lot of people think. Yeah. I'm hearing nothing but good reviews. Biggest opening weekend for a Bond movie good. ever. Good. In the history of James Bond. Biggest good. They went out on a high note. Yeah. As you said, I went out with a blast. Very cool. I did. Yeah. And it, I love that it showed him. There was no, did he jump into the water? Nope. We nope. watched him blow up. Yeah, he gets obliterated. We watch it happen. And it's like, that was nice to see. Because it was like, you gave me full closure with the character. Yeah. There's no, he's going to pop up at the end. Yeah. He's gone. He's all burned. Yeah. <laughs> His clothes are all fucked up. The um, next James Bond movie will be identical to the opening of Halloween 4. James Bond will open, wake up wrapped in bandages in a it. hospital. <laughs> I can't believe I made it. No, he's dead. He's gone. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful yeah. ending. Yeah. So, I'm excited. Anything else you want to say? Um, Any closing thoughts? No, not really. Like, if you're interested in whether and you like James Bond, definitely check it out. Hopefully you did, because we spoiled the fuck out of this movie. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. No, it makes me want to watch uh, some of the Craig movies over again. I want to watch Skyfall again. Yeah. Watch Casino Royale. I was I was texting a few friends out of this, and I was like, "Movie was good. Have you watched a James Bond?" And they're like, "No." And I'm like, "Never seen any James Bond." Yeah. Why are the Why are you friends with them? Uh, <laughs> but I turned them on. I'm like, "Well, okay. In that case, go watch Casino Royale. Yeah. See how you feel, and then I'll start throwing them, like some old ones." But yeah, I I I'm probably gonna be sit down and like do a Bond Daniel Craig a thon. Yeah. Bond a thon. Bond a thon. Maybe I'll try to time. You it. call it Craigslist. Wow, Craigslist. It's the next podcast series we do. Daniel right. Craig's best movies. Oh man, Layer Cake. <laughs> Daniel Craig is like, I, it's so funny because I didn't watch any Daniel Craig before Casino Royale. I had seen Layer Cake before I saw Casino Royale, so I knew who he was. Yeah, I had no idea. Um, like when they announced him, I'm like, cool. And I didn't re- recognize that it was him, but I had seen uh, Laura Croft Tomb Raider, in which he is. Shit. Okay, I have seen that. <laughs> I was distracted by. A lot of things. I'm in that sure movie. you were. Yeah. yeah. Very, By that robot. And you're like, why does she have a robot? <laughs> why is there so. Why is she just running along the walls holding a rope? They showed. So I watched uh, a, like a documentary. It's on, I think it's on Netflix and it's just uh, making fun of like the action hero movie mm-hmm. tropes. Yeah. And like they showed this. They're like, sometimes the action hero will do something that's just can't be done physically possible. And it shows her like running along the wall like this rope and shooting a gun. And I'm like, fuck, those movies were weird. There's a really long, interesting entry about that 
Laura Croft Tomb Raider movie, and um, there's a book called um, Tales from Development Hell, where it's just like movies that uh, were, yeah. The new Tomb Raider, did you watch the new Tomb Raider? Yeah, it was good. It was fine. It was fine. It was yeah. fine. Uh, they, They've they... been trying to get a sequel going for like a while now. Yeah, I mean, they they very much followed what the new video games yeah. did. Which and was... I love Alicia Vikander. I she's, hope she's, she's awesome. great. Yeah. And, like, I want them to kind of... Yeah. Because what the new games captured was actually something that was very nice. Yeah. They... Well, they're basically the Nathan Drake games. Reskinned. Yeah. <laughs> they, they did... The first game... Have you, have you played the first Tomb Raider? The reboot? Uh, I played one of the sequels to the reboot. Okay. The yeah. reboot is really... It was fun. Like, I really liked it. Yeah. The, it... Her character-wise in, like, the reboot, it does a cool thing where she's so fresh. Yeah. Like, she has to kill a deer for yeah. food, and she, like, pukes after she kills the deer because it's mm. her first time killing anything. Yeah. And so you're very much along, like, oh, shit, she's not just out here with her pigtails and, like, booty shorts and, like, dual-wheeled pistols. It's like, yeah. nah, she's just this scared trying to survive. girl yeah. who's trying to survive and, like, has to fucking... She's just very physically capable. Yeah, and then she, like, in she... her first time murdering a guy is, like, not pretty. It's yeah. like a... She's, like, struggling to finally just brutally kill him. Mm-hmm. Very similar to uh, Daniel Craig's James Bond's first kill at the beginning of Casino Royale. Yeah, it wasn't pretty. Yeah. But then he gets better. Yeah. Yeah, and then she... she The third game tries to touch into the fact that she's now a monster. Like, she's now she's, so used to she's killing... She's a werewolf. Oh. Yeah, well, that'd be, that'd be a fun plot. I'd play that game. <laughs> Vampire. Uh, it ties to tie into the fact that, like, it brings attention to, like, how you kill tons of people in these games. Yeah. And it does it okay, but... I haven't beaten it yet. Anyways, speaking of James Bond, we are getting a James Bond video game made by the producers who made Hitman. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Huh. I'm excited for it. Has there been a good James Bond video game since Goldeneye? No. Okay. There was maybe one that was okay. But if you're going to have the developers who made Hitman, uh-huh. the new Hitman game. Is games, that the one that's like all online? No. Oh, okay. No, you don't have to be online for that. Okay. But it's... The new Hitman games are really wonderfully done. Okay. Um, so I'm very excited. They capture crowds really well and blending into crowds. Oh. Um, by mainly making like more more people on screen with better gaming systems. But sure. they really capture the fact that you're trying to blend in and like you can work in between crowds and like do things and then blend back into the crowd to hide. Oh, that's interesting. And so you're playing it and I'm like, oh, I can totally see this being a James Bond game. Like him going through parties and stuff, like mm-hmm. trying to like spy on people and like blend in. I can see him doing it wonderfully yeah as long as i can drive a car with machine guns I'm in. as long as i have that i need that <laughs> yeah give me that too yeah so that might be the next time we see james bond actually is in that game well how long has the game been in development they announced it i think a couple years at this point okay so, so yeah probably yeah that might actually be the next time we do see james bond yeah. uh, i think the er- the very earliest we'll see another movie is 2023 2024 probably um, i would say 2024 I need to, like, see, because I think it was just announced, and then they went into hiding about it. Project, Yeah, it's literally called Project 007. Like, they're pretty much... It's just being worked on. It's an origin story. It's a game. Cool. I'm excited for it. So, yeah. anyways. All right. Well, on that note, goodbye. Bye.